to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another Friday episode with me, Alexa, and her, Ambrosia. And what up, what up? And the other her, Christy Fernandez, who's here with us (laughs) this month in the month of what month is it? June. 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 Conscious Parenting June is our monthly uh, series. And um, where every single Friday in the month of June, we talk with um, a conscious parenting expert who is Christy, and uh, we talk about, you know, different different aspects of this topic as, you know, we know many of our audience, many, much of our audience is, I don't know how to say that, a lot of I you are moms. A lot of and, you are moms. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and yeah, last week we had an awesome first week and dove into a lot of, a lot of stuff and hope you all enjoyed that. We're going to dive in real quick here, but before we do, let us thank our Patreons as usual, Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Thea Cynthia De Silva, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Nike, Mimi Abnetter, Melanie Larson, Marb. Maribel Muncy, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kim Bartelt, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boshnevich, Carrie Mayweather, Jamie Witch, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Keeper, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City, Boston Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Amelia Stevenson, Alex Latiri, Alexander Santa, Donica Haskell. Whoo, I did Woo. it in two breaths. Get it. Not one, two. Did good. It's like swimming across the pool when you're a kid. Literally, did yeah, good. that is what it is. I think I should yeah. be one of those auctioneers or something like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Do you Let's want to record this for YouTube? We're recording. Oh, for YouTube? We're not recording. Yeah, we're not recording. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> okay. That's okay. I don't actually do any work. I just criticize the work that's actually being done. And you just so remind me. <laughs> cool. So conscious parenting. What's on deck for this week, ladies? Amby, do you have any um I have a fun story. And we can talk about how to deal with it. You want to talk about that, Christy? Because I feel yeah. like that would be good. Sounds good. So I just got new patio furniture. Pretty excited about it. I'm going to send pictures soon. I want to get little pillows and stuff first. Anyway, got patio <laughs> furniture. And my three-year-old is like hopping from chair to chair. And I was like, Oliver, please get down. And he's like, and he's hopping. And I was like, Oliver, get down. And he didn't. And so then I like, I barely popped him on his butt just to get his attention. And he looks at me and he's like, so mad. He's so mad. His feelings are hurt. You can tell he's pissed. So he slams the door that goes into the house. He looks at me the whole time like, no. He comes back out. He has a balloon and he's like, 
it's saying something I don't really know because when he's angry, he like he talks baby talk and I don't really understand what he's saying, but he's saying something and he tries to throw the balloon in the pool, but the wind's picking up so he can't get it. So he's more mad now. Then he comes over to me and he says, you don't hit. And I was like, I'm sorry that I hit you, buddy. And he's like, it's not okay. And I was like, you're right. It's not okay. I'm sorry. And he was like, again, baby angry talk and walks out, walks back into the house. So then I'm like, well, I got angry. It happened. Mm -hmm. I'm still pretty angry about it. He's angry about it now. So where do I go from here, Christy? Good question. <laughs> I didn't, I don't beat my children. Just no, that's fine. Uh, listen, I've been there like often. <laughs> I really have. Um, it just reminds me of my son who like loves to say hitting, what does he say? Hitting is not good for children. <laughs> not good for, or yelling. It's his, his, yelling is not good for children. He's all, he, he thinks he's like a grown up. Um, <laughs> But I think you did the right thing by apologizing. So that's usually where I go when I lose my cool because it happens. We all lose our cool. Um, and I just kind of will talk to him about it. But um, I think it happens. I mean, I don't think he probably didn't understand like the importance of the patio furniture to you. Um, no, he and doesn't. He's three. He doesn't care. You know, he's three. They don't care. Exactly. So, I mean, for me... And again, that's the thing with conscious parenting. It's like about reflecting on yourself. Like, how could I have handled that situation better? And like thinking about why, A, why is it a trigger for you? Like, why does that bother me so much that I would be willing to, you know, pop him on the butt or the hand or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, parents tend to do. Um, and then is it important enough to convey it to him so that he knows why it bothered you? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because a lot of times we're just reacting, right? Yeah. Like, something. And I guess the shift in conscious parenting is to, like, not just react. So you want to you wanna be grounded kind of in your whys, I think. Like, what what is the behavior you're looking for? Why is it important to you? So that you can not lose your cool like so you can know why so probably in that moment you didn't want him to get hurt right so he's jumping from chair to chair to be you honest want him to I didn't want him to break yeah exactly so those are I mean it makes sense we yeah. just have to find a way to communicate that with our kids um yeah so I don't know yeah. that helps that it does it does so what about communicating to kids? This just came to my mind. Mm -hmm. What about communicating to older kids, like teenagers? Because, whew, God bless them, right? But mm -hmm. I like them. I like teenagers, obviously, because they're old enough to understand, like, hey, you don't break the patio furniture. I'd really mm -hmm. like if you didn't do that, right? So you don't have to get upset with that. But, for example, I have found my son's 15, and I have found he's very much closed off now. I am no longer cool, which is okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. It's normal. Um, I'm no longer his buddy. I am now like the nagging mom. So, and it doesn't matter what I say. It could be like, you're awesome. And he's like, oh God, mom. <laughs> so it's, it's just, um, and I get a lot of questions when I do readings. A lot of people are like, so how is my teenager? Because they don't talk to me. 
So how do you break down that wall of your child not wanting to communicate with you and still respecting their boundaries? Oh, I was just thinking the word boundaries. How cool. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) But um, no, so I mean, I I haven't parented a a teenager, but I've been in rooms full of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Intimidating at times, but um, same. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like breaking down the wall. And for me, I want to say like, giving room for authenticity both ways though. Mm -hmm. A lot of times as parents, we think of like, it's us down on the kids, but we have to give that room for them to open up to us as well. Um, And I mean, it's kind of like little things, I guess. And I was, the reason that comes up for me, I was thinking about like, um, I was talking to my husband the other day and we were talking about that, like why I like, why my relationship with my mom is so different than my sister's relationship with my mom. Mm. And growing up, I'm the middle child, my sister's older than me. And growing up, I felt like I was the the bridge between them. So like, I would always kind of be like the people pleaser and like um, just dampen my authenticity in order to please my mom, right? So that's, that's kind of what I would do. And my sister would always be the like super authentic one and mm. never really change herself. So then they always butted heads. So I was like kind of thinking like how how do we as parents make it so that our kids can feel comfortable around us? Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down back to like expectations, I guess, and like maybe not having and I'm not and when I say expectations, I don't mean boundaries, because that's different. Like I mean, are we projecting our own expectations of like what we wanted maybe or what we is is this like making sense I'm like yeah it is making sense so uh, projecting expectations of what we wanted as children looking at it from he's not talking to me because he's mad at me and I knew that because I was mad at my mom at that Mm -hmm. when it reality, me maybe he just doesn't want to talk right now yeah and maybe he's processing something that you know as teens do like they want to kind of figure it out on their own and that's the hard part with teenagers I think because it's like they're still your kid but they're almost like they're going through grown feelings and all that stuff like and they're figuring themselves out so a lot of it is like don't take it personal because they're trying literally trying to figure themselves out so they don't know what to put out there yet Mm -hmm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. So, yeah, That's kind you, of how it, it is because it's like, do I? So, for example, he's um, just to keep talking about my life. Um, he's into he's in this academy, so it's a specialized school for high school, and it's geared towards entrepreneurship, which is really fun. Um, he has specialized classes and things like that, but if he doesn't maintain a certain GPA, he gets kicked out of the academy. Well, this semester, he doesn't have the GPA. So I don't know what will happen, actually. I'm waiting for the call from the um, the director of the academy. So, um, and I really, like, backed off of him this year. I really, like, let go of the rings. I wasn't on him as much about homework. I just kind of let him, you know, I said, do you have homework? Nope. Okay. I'll trust you. And he didn't get good grades. He got all C's, which Mm -hmm. in our house, that's not, that's not acceptable. So how do I 
And this is an expectation that he's been aware of since he's been literally in the first grade. So how do I not like come down on him for your grades, but you still need a consequence because you're not doing what you should be doing. And now you might actually get kicked out of the academy. Yeah. I mean, so I, it may, it just makes me wonder what he's, What's his thoughts? Like, what have you actually asked him why or, like, where he is yeah, mentally? Yeah, he tells me, like, I don't know. Is it, like, too much pressure? Is it, like, he's a lack of motivation? That's what um, I've asked. I said, I mean, do you want to be in the academy? If you don't want to be in the academy, you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, do you want to change your grade, like your classes? Maybe we could do like less intense classes. I don't know. Okay. So I get nothing, <laughs> nothing. I hear you. So I'm like, have a trusted, okay. another trusted adult. Because sometimes when it comes from someone else, it's a little um, easier. Like an uncle figure or a cousin. He could, you know. Can. I could ask my husband to talk to him, but they talk about video games a lot. They don't really talk about like school and things that, you know, will change his life or anything right. like that, but it's his outlet. So it's nice. Yeah. I, I mean, like it's a therapy hour for me. I'm really, serious. which is fine. That's <laughs> fine. But I mean, that's, I, that's the thing with like, I mean, teenagers will do that. They'll put up a wall. Yeah. Um, but usually it's because something else, there's something else mm-hmm. going on. I'm not saying it's anything like crazy or anything like that, but it could just be, you know, he doesn't feel good enough compared to the other kids or, you know, there's a lot of pressure and he's not sure if he can live up to it. Like, I, and even when, just to put it out there on the podcast, like even when kids are high achieving, it's good to ask them about their mental health because that's something that like, Growing up, I struggled with mental health, even though I always had like really high grades, but it would still show up and like I would randomly skip a test day or something. And like because people were like, you know, oh, she's usually on her game, we'll forgive her. But it was, it, I was dealing with something um, and it was often overlooked. So, uh, and I think that's a big area that, that like the aim of like more positive parenting starting so young is that. So that we have that like relationship built up so that when they do get to the teen years and hopefully they don't feel like they have to like keep whatever it is away from their parents. But it's also just like the nature of teenagers. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think if I figured that one out, I might like be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone has Right? That yeah. Everybody will buy that book. I promise right. you. Yeah. For um, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, teenagers are t- tough. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say that in a general sense, but my teenager definitely shuts down a lot and I'll be mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, just talk to me. You're not going to get in trouble. And I feel like he knows that I'll always love him. Like there's literally nothing he could do that would make me upset. Um, and I don't know what he's going, what is going on with him because I'll say, you know, did you make friends at school today? And he's like, no. And I'm like, good job. Cause it's like this joke that we have. Right. Um, but then we had a pool party and he had all his friends from school over. So you know what I mean? Oh, so it yeah, could yeah. be that he's struggling with like peer pressure. That's could be very well something that's happening right now. I'm not sure. But we've talked, like, if you're ever, you know, if you ever go out with your friends and you make poor choices, you can always call me. 
and you won't get in trouble because I'd rather have you safe than have you unsafe and feel like you can't call me because that was a lot of my childhood. But um, my mom said that to me, but I never called her. Yeah, my mom said that to me too. And then I called once and she's like, Yeah, I will kill you. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Riley, you know, recently, like, he literally was like, like, no big deal because it's not a big deal. But I thought maybe this was something he was struggling with. He was like, I'm bisexual. I was like, Okay. Cool. Do you want to talk about it? And he's like, No, I just wanted to tell you. And I was like, okay, what do you want for dinner? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, cool. And we moved on. Like, it was no big deal because I didn't want him to feel like it was a big deal. I asked him if he wanted to talk about it. He said, no. So is that something you're struggling with? It very well could be. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But even if he is, sorry, Christy, but even if that is something that he's struggling, quote unquote, struggling with, like, Right. We all struggle with things, like especially yeah, we in all those struggle with things. Especially in that time, like Christy said, it's like you teenagers don't even know like who they are. Like that's the whole point mm-hmm. of being a teenager. You're like figuring out like what's going yeah. on, like what do I feel? And then yep. to have then and then to think about the and I'm I'm not saying that teenagers years ago weren't discovering those things about themselves back then. But I feel like it's happening earlier and earlier and earlier now, which is great because Mm -hmm. kids are really getting in tune with themselves and they're, and they're, they're given the tools around them to really like become self-aware. And, um, and there's also like a lot of education and, you know, just all the movements going on that are kind of making it more acceptable to discover these things. Right. And so, So even if that is something, let's say that's that was it though, like maybe it's just confusing time. Like, isn't that normal? Like, I feel like it is, and we have a lot of. Uh, I mean, we, we have gay friends that come over to the house, and you know what I mean. Like he's he's around that, so it shouldn't. To me, it sh- it, it shouldn't be something that's like, oh, I'm really struggling with like, what are my parents going to think of this or anything like that? Because that's. I don't know. That's just not how we are in this house. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm, definitely. I think it's actually like really telling that he came up to you and told you like, that's like huge for you guys relationship. Like definitely because there's tons of kids that would never just like come up to their mom and tell them that. Like, so. And I've always uh, asked him since he was in the fifth grade, I'm like, do you have any, any girls that you have a crush on? And he's like, no. I'm like, do you have any boys that you have a crush on? And he's like, no. I'm like, all right, let me know if it changes. See you mm-hmm. later. Have a good one. Like, hi. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, I mean, even though, like, Alexa's saying that it's a better time for, you know, LGBTQ um, community, but it's still, like, a, such a difficult thing to go through personally because at the end of the day, you know, there's so many mixed messages right. out there. Uh, right. There's, you know, there's two sides of the coin, whereas there's, like, acceptance on one end. There's also so much mm-hmm. bigotry and, all these other things going on and then even and then just with uh, bisexuality itself is like there's a lot of like erasure of mm-hmm. bisexuality so like a lot of times either you're gay or you're straight right. you know but there's not a lot of talk of, around uh, bisexuality so that also could, could kind of contribute to like a feeling of like invisibility mm-hmm. almost where do I fit 
in, in all of this. So, I mean, even though no big deal, according to him, it could still be like something that's really on, on his mind. But I don't know, because everyone, you know, is an individual. So, but setting up someone that he can talk to, even if it's not you, mm-hmm. um, or someone that he can trust would, I think could go a long way. Just you letting it go though, too, a little bit, because it's, you know, you can only trust that you've equipped him with with what he needs up until now. And then you can just advise as much as you can, but still your mom. So coming from you, it's never going to be, you know. Just want to be so close to him. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, I just want to have this relationship where I guess he's a different, not that he's a different person because I love the person that he is. But I guess I just imagined my relationship with my teenager to be different, to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did this at school and this happened and blah, blah, blah. And that's just not the person that he is. But that's OK. Um, and it could change, too. It can always change. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I was oh. saying, like, even no matter what age your kids are, it's like everything's almost always a phase. That's what I always say. Like, even if all else fails, like, I'm sure it'll change in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks or in a month and a year. So it can change. I mean, honestly, even my four-year-old doesn't come home and tell me what's going on. Yeah. School. Like, I have to give him a lot of space. Like when he comes home from school, I, I don't know, like mentally he needs a lot of space after mm-hmm. he comes home from school. Mm-hmm. He, so I just like give him space. And then when he naturally kind of comes up to me and like starts telling me about his days, then I'm like, okay, then I kind of milk it a little bit. But mm-hmm. he's very much like, ask me questions don't ask me about how my day when I just got out of there <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. So, even at four I just so. got out of there <laughs> I just did my time I don't want to talk about it <laughs> I can relate to that I'm like yeah. oh my god yeah it's like dude I just spent like eight hours basically in child like employment like right now you want now you want me to describe it to you this is slow torture <laughs> why don't you come with me tomorrow and yeah figure it out yeah exactly but I was also yeah. thinking Ambie you know like I also just got the intuition like maybe that's why you have him like maybe that is what your soul contract is you know like because what I know about you as a person is like you want to be you want to know you want to be close with everyone because you want to know that like everything's good mm. and that like the relationship is yeah. uh, it's solid. good it's solid yeah, yeah everything's great and that like everyone feels good and so for him and for you and him it's like he's cuz cuz Brennan um Ollie are different Oliver. you know yeah. yeah and so i feel like you and um you and Riley have a really special like relationship and that like he teaches you so much because he isn't like that like he is you have mm. to learn a lot to mm-hmm. communicate oh, with him. You're making me tear up. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. That's mm-hmm. so true. That's full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So because okay. it's hard to validate. Like basically what I'm saying when I'm saying like, are you okay? Is everything all right? And I'm like, validate me. Yeah. Validate me. Mm. Like make me feel better. Cool. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not, you know what I mean? I want him to be a different person for my benefit. Yeah. And maybe – and this is like something that yeah. I've been learning so much this week. This is the message that keeps coming through for me this week. And I feel like for everyone this week because everyone I've shared it with is like, oh, my God, I needed to hear that. It's just, just like you're the only one who can – like, Ambie, like you're the only one who can validate yourself. Even if he yeah. said – like – even if he said to you one day, yeah, mom, like, I love you. And you're, he, he flipped on a dime. 
Like you would still, you would be like, oh, that felt so good. And then the next day you would question it again. Like you'd go back because yeah. you're, you still aren't giving that to yourself. Like you are mm-hmm. – and that's the lesson to learn is like whatever situation you're in, whether it's like a partnership or a mom and dad or, or – sorry, like a mother and son or I, I don't know, like a friendship, whatever it is, it's like you're the – this is the message I get. You're the mm-hmm. only one who can give yourself the thing you're looking for from the other person. Like you're the only one who can do it. You know, and mm. that's what we have to learn the most because if we're looking for it from them, even if they give it to us, it's only going to feel momentary. We're never going to feel like we have it. And then we're always going to feel shaky, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's so true. Oh, that's yeah. so true. That was good. Sure. That was really good. Thanks, guys. Totally <laughs> agree from the non mom, right? I know, right? <laughs> right. right. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be a perfect mom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna be on this podcast one year from now or two years from now. Like, I didn't realize this was what it was. <laughs> Why didn't you stop me? I'm just kidding. I'll be somewhere. <laughs> my boobs hurt. That's yeah, how it's true. Okay. Yeah, and you know, you know what, my son, and again, my four year old. He goes, stop asking me what's wrong. He told me that this the other day. He goes, stop asking me what's wrong. And I'm like, oh, like, I, <laughs> I didn't realize I'm projecting onto you, like, yeah. something has to be wrong. And so I'm like, now I'm like, you good? <laughs> like, that's my new one. Like, yeah. are you good? Are we okay? Like, that's like, you're happy from last week, you know, like, everyone's happy. Are we happy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what's funny about you just saying that, Christy, is that, <clears throat> the as I was listening to you two talk in the beginning, you were saying like uh, Ambie, you were saying Ollie was like no, like no hitting, like that. Yeah. What did he say? He said yeah. something like he that. Said, was, we don't hit. We don't hit, and then, that's what we tell him. Right, and then Christy, <laughs> you said that your son was like, what did your son say? It was like so stop, stop asking what's wrong. No, no. no before that, it was like hitting. Oh, Hitting is not good for children. Yeah. (laughs) And when you both were saying that, I was like, I like got this image of like, like spirit just like flowing through the Mm. children. I mean, it also could obviously be just like mimicking and, and, um, you know, the reflection. But, but sometimes I think the reason that we're also like in awe of children is, and this is from me who doesn't have children, but from what I'm observing, I feel like it's because, again, they really don't have the same filters that we do and they are more connected. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes like stuff is literally flowing through them because it's a direct Mm -hmm. message to you, like from like higher, you know, from kind of broader perspective. And so it's because it's just when I hear you guys saying it, I'm like, wow, that just sounds so feel. I feel that. I feel that. I resonate. Like I feel that so deep. And for a child to say that, it's like Mm -hmm. that's coming straight. It's a gift for you. That is. You know, go ahead, Christy. I have like a list that I call like my Andrewisms. (laughs) My son's name is Andrew. And he, like, comes out with some really wise stuff all the time. So I keep a list of it because I'm, like, I'm going to use these against you. (laughs) But also, they're just really, really deep. Sometimes it's, wow, like, blows you out the water. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter, she's six now. But when she was younger, she used to say, all I can do is all I can do. And Mm -hmm. we literally say that all the time in the house still to this day. We'll be like, all I can do is all I can do, man. Back (laughs) off me. Like, stop asking me for things. So it's really fun. 
It's so, so wise. simple. It's so simple mm-hmm. too. That's how you know because yeah. you feel it because you're like, yeah, that's that's the most concise way you can say it and like get that meaning across. It just is so clear. Yeah. And Andrew's is nothing is nothing. Nothing is nothing. Oh, that's so cute. It's so cute and true though. Like yeah. it's like, all right, everything is fine. Like nothing is nothing. Yeah. yeah. I yep. love that. I like, um, let's talk about educating our kids on their feelings, if we can mm-hmm. switch the mm-hmm. subject a little bit. So before my three-year-old got popped on the butt, it was a tiny pop, okay. Before he got popped on the butt, I feel real <laughs> bad about it, if you can't tell. No. Um, okay. He was like stomping around a couple hours before that. And I was like, you okay, bud? What's going on? And he looks at me and he's like, I'm really frustrated. And I was like, oh, shit like I didn't say that but I was like good for you like that you're so aware of how you're feeling and I was like Mm. okay thank you for telling me what are you frustrated about and he's like I'm hungry I'm like we can fix that I I know a place that has food it's in this house so let's go get some food and it was good but I was just taken back by like wow awesome he's expressing his feelings that's really great that he knows that he's frustrated because he's hungry. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not what he's frustrated about, but putting the two and two together, and he seemed to be happy after that. So let's talk about the let's talk about that. Yeah, that's um, kind of what we touched on last week, right? So like, like teaching our kids how to express what they're feeling. Um, one, and I can actually credit my sister for this because she like went through some years of therapy and stuff like that, which I've mm-hmm. never taken formal therapy, but like I did a lot more on self-help stuff. But um, she taught me about like emotion wheels and that kind of stuff. And it's mm-hmm. basically you can like Google it and like get the emotion wheel. And it's so like, you know, we have our basic um, emotions like mad, sad, happy, and then like mm-hmm. all the ranges in between. So um, that's a really cool tool that, um, you can use with kids. What does it do? It just um, so I, if I'm remembering correctly, you can you put it together usually with one of I don't even know what those things are called, but you can do a paper clip and like split the it, kit. and then it's yeah. a little wheel. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So then it's like a window. So then you can kind of turn it to the area that you're feeling, and then you can um, navigate from there and like kind of pinpoint uh, what's the like the nuances you know so because sometimes it's like one word doesn't quite fit what you're feeling so it kind of helps you navigate those nuances Mm -hmm. um and then in the end like just letting our kids feel that and even ourselves just feel that like honestly Mm -hmm. earlier today like all of a sudden I kind of just had like this really heavy feeling like I don't know where it came from and then I was just like all right let me sit with this (laughs) let me you know, let it flow through me. And I and I honestly mirrored it from my son because he came out of school today and he was really, really happy. And then he realized we weren't going to Target today. We we're going tomorrow. And he got really, really <laughs> sad. Like, he, yeah, he had a huge meltdown, like huge. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to let you <laughs> feel sad. I told him, like, it's okay to feel sad. I'm sorry we, like, misunderstood or miscommunicated. Um, and just let him kind of feel it like at first but your first instinct you want to fix it you're like you're like in their face like what's wrong it's okay <laughs> you know stop crying you know? it's like you want to fix it for yourself right because it's unpleasant yeah 
Yeah, or the, right, or that's the other end of it. But I was kind of frustrated, so I was like, all right, but you know, and that's the other end, right? So you're like forcing a hug. He's like, no, I don't want anything. So I was just like, let him feel it. He like stood in the hallway for like five minutes, cried, got over it. And then like a few minutes later, just like ran up to me. He's like, all right, mom, like I'm ready for my snack. And like, he was chilling. So I was like, okay, like, let me do the same thing. Cause all of a sudden I was feeling all these emotions and I was just like, let me sit in them, let them pass. And then, you know, move on with my day. And a lot of times the problem is that we get stuck on those emotions and that's when like, it's a downhill have you ever christy tried tapping with kids or with your son a good one that's a really good question no i haven't because it's something that well so i'm an eft practitioner which is tapping and um something i was taught in my training was about how like so there's now schools are like really starting to implement this slowly but it's like actually Mm -hmm. happening i've had a lot of teachers that i've told like what I do and they're like oh my god like I'm implementing this in my school or I'm trying to implement this like um but also like there's teachers that are just doing it in their classrooms and stuff and anyway what we were taught is how quickly kids actually can process their emotions like when I do this with adults I do 90 minute sessions because like we've carry we've literally sat in the emotion or let the emotion consume us since we were a child and never let it go right Mm -hmm. so if it takes a lot longer because we're like more unwilling to let it go subconsciously but children it's like the emotions right there it's right it it comes right up and it's ready to go like if 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 we acknowledge it right so it's it's really cool because children is something that I've actually been feeling called a bit to explore more about how I can work with them with EFT because um, because it's so quick. Like it's like they're having a tantrum. It's like I'm so – they would have to know how to express yeah. their emotions, but I, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling or this hurts, like whatever they're feeling in their body even. And within like under five minutes, it could be done or maybe even two minutes, it could be done. But I was just curious if you'd ever interacted with it because – That's so interesting. I just had a moment because I saw seeing you like do the tapping on your face. My son has done that since he's a baby. He taps his own lip and he'll even – like to put himself to sleep, he does it on us. Wow. Like that's how that's so cool. he was a baby. So just seeing you do that, I, that's why I don't know if you saw my that's eyes go so wide, cool. but I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Holy crap. You're not the first person that I've heard that from about their child do like automatically doing that, by the way. Which I think is or the first person that I've heard. Like some I've talked to other people who've been like, oh my God, I've always done this but never known why. Like, and it always calms me down. It's isn't it interesting how again it's like we're guided to these things that we don't even know is calming us down. Um that's so amazing. That's really cool. you, can, um, you can experiment on my kids, Alexa. Please. Do. <laughs> I can. I think we tried to. We did with Bryn. Wait, we yeah. Tried Bryn to took to it for a second, didn't yeah, she? She did good. Yeah. Yeah. She tapped the other night because um, she gets. I don't know what your thoughts are. We're almost out of time, but she gets. Uh, she's very attention seeking, and she's mm-hmm. attention seeking specifically with injuries. Mm. So. <laughs> I'm going to offend some people when I say this comment. We call her my little soccer player 
Because, like, if, if she, like, stubs her toe, it's, like, a major meltdown, right? Nobody laughed. It's awkward. Anyway, oh, so she, so she, like, you guys have never seen soccer. So they, like, they act, they overact their Yeah, they, they, they yeah. dramatize it. <laughs> they dramatize it, yes. But I've discovered this last month or so that that's how she gets attention. Right. Like, and especially if it's from me. She'll literally be like, it's not funny. She'll literally be like, I can't walk. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can walk. Come on, get up, let's go. <laughs> but like, I've, we just had this happen a couple of days ago. I wasn't in the room and dad was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And I came in and I was like, what happened? And she fell to the floor and was like, I can't move. And I'm like, you can, you were just talking to dad. I know you were, I heard you. <laughs> So I know that obviously I'm not giving her the attention that she's requiring, but I don't know how to fix that because I feel like I'm giving her a lot of attention. She gets more attention than all the other kids. We have eight. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you, what do you um, consider like you giving her more attention? Oh, that's a good call. If you can. So her and I go do our own little things. Sometimes Uh, we go get our nails done or we go out to lunch or uh, the other day I picked her up from school early and we went, what did we do? We went and got, went to target just like her and I. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, if the kids are all together, you know, when she talks to me, I try to put my hand on her and Mm -hmm. look her in the eye and be present with her. Um, and I feel like it's because I, I, I so hear a lot, like from my little children, no offense, that like they didn't get enough attention because they were the middle child, like middle child syndrome. So I really tried to like stay away from that. But now it's kind of getting out of hand. So I need to reel it back in. <laughs> I just don't know how to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm the middle child, so I know about needing a lot of attention. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I wonder if like just little things um, – even just like little daily things. So like for my son also needs a lot of attention and I feel like his, I feel like kids have love languages too, by the way. So like, you know, adults, they say, you know, your relationship love language, but kids, kids definitely do too. So like for my son, he's very much uh, touchy. Like he, if he hasn't had like a hug from me that day, like he, it, it's enough to like flip him out. So um, I just kind of incorporate it because we don't, you know, the the last thing we have is time half the time you know like we're trying to get them out the door but like it's just one of those things like when I wake up in the morning with him like I'll literally like I mean we have the luxury of just just being one-on-one right now like I can pass the baby to my husband and then like be with my son um and I do make sure that I do that at least once in the day kind of give him like that one-to-one but in the mornings I usually just wake up and give him a hug like that's one of the things that like sets him back to like neutral I guess and like um when I don't do it like there's a difference or like if they wake up late and we're like rushing him out the door and he doesn't have the chance to do it like there's a huge difference like he'll have a meltdown at -hmm. some point um but maybe just like things like that you could be the one to do her hair in the morning or like something really quick that that can just foster that connection. And usually if you do it in the morning, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day. Like, and kids always pick up on your energy too. So like, if it's been like a day, maybe that you're not as connected to her, she might be like doing that for other reasons. Like kids want to rescue their parents a lot. So like, let's say you're very like busy or 
I don't know, like stressed out and something like that. Like mm-hmm. personally, I, like I was a kid that would do that. Like I would try to like, you know, get my mom's attention to get it away from her being angry for some other reason or whatever. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, for some reason that's what I'm picking up about your daughter that like, I like she's that. trying to get you back to center. Yeah, my my mornings are, um, they're rushed because I, I make them rushed. Does that make sense? Like I don't plan things out well enough. So I have my mom living with me. So she gets my daughter ready in the morning. So that would be a very nice change to get her ready and really set her day off. Right. I like that idea. Thank you. Mm, Love it. I like that a lot. Cool. Well, we are going to wrap this up. Um, Christy, do you want to just shout out again where people can find you and get more information on you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, um, check out my blog, empathmom.com. Um, and then you can email me directly at christy at empathmom.com. Um, and I would love to hear what people want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Let's you know? have everybody email in questions next for next week. Because I think that would be fun if we got some listener questions. Definitely. Because I know you got them. I know you guys guys got got them. them. You guys Mm -hmm. asked me about them. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So definitely email us with your questions or, you know, contact us on the Facebook. Um, But otherwise, we hope you all have an incredible weekend. It's summer. So get out. Enjoy the sun with your beautiful babies. And – um, and and have some mom time for yourselves. Yay. For sure. For sure. And happy Father's Day, all the dads. Oh my God. Oh, happy yes. Father's Day. <laughs> happy Father's Day. If we have any dads listening, you guys are great. I know we have at least one. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, guys. My kids are breaking down the door. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.